So today in American Conversations, we're, we're going to do something different. For the next four Sundays, we're going to be going live stream with Dr. Peter Bregan. Welcome to the show, doctor. Uh, and Todd and I were looking at um, covering the uh, WHO, the World Health Organization's General Assembly, later this month. And in the last 48 hours, I have learned um, through Peter and his wife Ginger's reporting about the amendments that are going to be put on the table at the WHO General Assembly in Geneva. The, the assembly starts May 22nd to the 28th. So we are going to be doing it for these next four Sundays, covering this and getting into the weeds of what's happening on the global front with the COVID. And I just want to shamelessly push everybody to read this book, COVID and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey, that Peter and his wife, Ginger, wrote. It's another extraordinary book. It's a, it's a must read. Like, like I keep on saying that everybody should read Bobby Kennedy's book as well. And Peter... Um, Welcome, and, and I'm going to call this series In Plain Sight, because it is happening. People are not paying attention to this um, because they're trying to get on with their lives. Um, Peter, let's begin the conversation with uh, what exactly did you find in terms of the documentation and what they're going to be voting on at the World Health Organization? Because it really is explosive. It looks as if people are giving up their uh, national sovereignties and turning it over to the World Health Organization. Well, first, thank you for giving so much attention to this subject. Ginger and I feel as if there, <clears throat> well, we definitely feel that there is a real sea change taking place in the threats right now. Um, the World Health Organization has really been chosen by communist China and the globalists to be the spearhead for destroying the uh, sovereignty of nations throughout the world. So before I get into the, to the facts, which I'll get very clearly laid out for you, I think it's so important to understand that uh, national sovereignty stands in the way of everything that globalism as well as the Chinese Communist Party wish for themselves. You can't have a global governance above nations unless you destroy the integrity of the major threatening nations who won't want to give up their sovereignty. And until recently, US was the major impediment. So we can look at all the major efforts to destroy sovereignty worldwide as attacks ultimately on the US. And uh, to add to that, we, we are on a very short deadline, obviously, to stop amendments that I'll be discussing that are going to be voted on on May 22nd through the 28th in Geneva by the World Health Assembly, the governing body of who? The legislative governing body. But more importantly, this has to become, this issue of our sovereignty has to become an election issue because it's unclear what we'll be able to do with fighting the World Health Organization and the globalists on the particular issues I'll be looking at over these uh, four sessions. But it is certain that ultimately it's the U.S. and any other freedom-loving nation that wants to join us that has to fight for its sovereignty. And that may mean uh, withdrawing from who? Withdrawing from the United Nations, 
it you know it, it's going to mean things like oil independence and closing our borders and becoming again a nation that is patriotic freedom loving based on the declaration of independence the constitution and the bill of rights that's what the fight is about it's about the survival of everything good in the founding uh, of this nation the material i'll be delivering and am talking about today um, is in a report that's uh, got all kinds of links to all the information you could want and the report is called Biden handing over U.S. sovereignty to who? And it's on America Out Loud. Um, within a few days, it'll probably be up on our website too. It will be up on our website. We are in the midst of getting a whole new website in the next few days. So uh, we're in transition, but it will, it will be up on Bregan.com. That won't change, Bregan.com. Um, and we will, link, we will link that to, to, to our interview today for you as well. Great, great. Now, there's been a number of different issues going on out there. So I want to clarify, this is not about the treaties. Uh, this is about the amendments. And what, what is the difference? The first thing we discovered, which we got into very, very deeply and were completely immersed in when we found out about the amendments, was that China... Uh, um, and uh, Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and uh, the EU, the whole globalist uh, group that we describe in the book, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, um, has been just doing its best to ramp up this assault on us. And they, the, the one just before this, which is still going on, is to try to get the countries of the world to make treaties that are legally binding with the World Health Organization agreeing to give up public health and health functions of the sovereign nation to the WHO to build an international organization, uh, which Tedros, um, in a speech he gave in uh, mid-January uh, mid of this year, described as making WHO the central organizing authority of world health. And let's explain that Tedros is an Ethiopian citizen. He is uh, he's the secretary general of the World Health Organization, which comes under the UN, in case people who watch this don't even understand that. That's, yeah, it's all new to folks. Yeah. And Tedros is a communist thug. He's a Marxist. He's been an actual agitator. Before he achieved this office, even the New York Times was against him. And saying that uh, with the headline that he had covered up multiple uh, epidemics in his own country. Mm -hmm. Not the kind of man you want there unless you are Xi Jinping. So he is uh, Xi Jinping's stooge. And the World Health Organization is essentially uh, the stooge of the Chinese communists, with a lot of input and support from Bill Gates in particular among the various uh, financial support and moral support, among the various... Uh, what I call global predators out there. Um, so the Peter, I want you to center yourself a little bit. Just I want to I want you to center yourself. Uh, move, just move a little bit to your left. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry, the other way. There. Yeah, there. So you're in the middle. I thought you were talking about my overall approach. No, 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 Just for picture. <laughs> just for picture. Thank you. It's a narrow. It's a narrow picture. I'm it is girl. a narrow picture. Not used to it. 
Um, well, you can you just you know yell at me anytime about that. Um, so the the now we go to the amendments, and keep in mind this is not about pandemic preparation. Right. This is not. This is not the international treaty. This is. This is. Well, the well, 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 there you may. They, no, I gotta correct this. The international treaties are not about pandemics either. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Somehow that has just gotten to everybody, and it's not. They're not going after pandemic preparedness. They're going after owning the public health and health functions of the sovereign nations of the world. It's mind boggling. They okay. want to set up what the, what they call their one health approach. That's one health for all nations. Mm -hmm. And uh, they want it with the World Health Organization on top as the guiding authority for international health, not pandemics. They've had so much success with pandemics, but who they've decided to go broke or broke. So what we're looking at is the imposition on us of a one world health system. Forget socialized medicine. This is going to eventually be a part of the communist empire, but it is a one health centralization by the WHO inside the UN, which is this corrupt organization. So let me get specific about what the, is happening with the amendments. First of all, the amendments were proposed by the United States of America Biden administration. So it's a self-destruction. We've seen this happening with many other aspects of the Biden administration. It is the opposite of America first. It is America leveled on an equal, just level with other countries. It's the Biden administration. It was... Uh, pretty much secretly really uh, sent to the World Health Organization on January 18th by our Department of Health and Human Services, the that's largest 2022. That's 2022. So this, this is like year, months ago. Months ago. And we only learned about it on April 12th to jump ahead, which is why your entering in this vigorously is so important because we have so little time. They, they let us know formally, they let us know all about it on April 12th. And um, all these documents are, are in the paper, my paper, Biden handing over U.S. sovereignty to who, which will be up on, on your site as well. Um, and the, uh, the person behind it, well, at least the person whose face is on it, is Lloyd Lois, it's a woman, L-O-Y-C-E, Lois Pace. She is the uh, head of HHS as the assistant director of global affairs, the assistant director of global affairs. Um, this person has no medical degree. She has an MPH in justice and public health from Johns Hopkins, which is the seat of much of the evil an organizing body behind much of the evil with COVID-19, very important global predatory organization with much deeper ties to the world and Bill Gates and globalists like Michael Bloomberg, who actually has his name on there. He's a global predator, has his name on funding their uh, School of Public Health. So um, there's a lot to be said about Johns Hopkins and some folks know about it. Now, in, before these the amendments are being made to the um, international health 
regulations of who. It's like a part of the Constitution. It's a separate, but it governs what the uh, who can do, and in particular, what the sec the uh, what Tedros can do, uh, the Director General Tedros. Um, just to highlight it, Tedros was re-elected this year to be the head with no opposition allowed. It was run by the communists, and they're the no opposition party. I mean, people should really get it. When you run for a post like that and you have no opposition, you're already uh, probably a communist uh, front group. Uh, these regulations have put serious restraints on what Tedros could do up until now if they're passed. For example, he had the enormous power, potential power to declare a national emergency in a country, but he could only do it with the cooperation of the country and the permission of the country. He was not a dictator for emergencies. He had to follow what the nation wanted to do. There was a recognition of national sovereignty. That specific phrase is literally got a line through it in the amendments by the United States of America. And it is then followed up with the statements that if uh, the country does not respond in 24 hours, then uh, or agree or rejects it in 24 hours, the calling of this uh, uh, health, regional, could be a regional health emergency. It's got to be more than one country involved to qualify as a, under who, but it could be any, any country in the world that also is threatened and that maybe wants to join in this. They might be voluntary. So the, the country, though, doesn't have to be involved who is the center of the health emergency. And... Um, if the country doesn't respond in 24 hours, who has a, a green light to go ahead and do everything in its power uh, to investigate? Then if it doesn't respond in 48 hours, who can broadcast all its information to the nations at risk, which could be uh, 193 members of the UN, all of which are member states of who, could be a selected group of people, and who is then empowered to begin to involve all of the uh, relevant, that's the only comment, thing about all of the relevant agencies of the UN. The UN agencies cover air travel, uh, they cover uh, boats, water travel, they cover atomic energy, they cover agriculture. Um, and then you get into the banks, which are the biggest threat. Um, the, the real teeth in many ways, uh, because you have the World Bank and the IMF, which are directly connected to the World Health Organization. In addition, it says in the, in the regulations or anything else, any other groups that are relevant. So while WHO itself at the present time does not have the teeth to say, okay, if you don't do what we're telling you to do, we're going to invade, they may get it soon. There's discussions in the EU of wanting to give much more power to who uh, to enforce, who can organize a shaming and isolation, uh, very much like what was done to um, uh, Putin, where no country said, let's, uh, you know, isolate them financially. Uh, it was these global predators who went after Putin to isolate him. Now, Putin is a uh, 
you know, he's probably a worse person than, than uh, Tedros, maybe, or Fauci. I mean, he is a violent dictator who wants his own empire, but he's an anti-globalist. And just to help you out with some broader understanding, one of the, and I don't know anybody else is talking about this, one of the major reasons why they would have wanted to tie Trump together with Putin early on to besmirch them both as horrible, violent, authoritarian dictators is that both were opposing globalism. And the fight today is globalism versus sovereignty. And the Russians want to not, not, Putin not only wants a sovereign Russia, he wants a sovereign empire of his own. He wants to restore at least the USSR. Well, let's put, let's put that on the side, Peter. Let's just, I will. I wanted to just kind of, because it, it emphasizes bringing together, as I brought up, emphasizes what the globalists can mount outside of a government, outside the UN. They can get the banking industry and they can get the military industrial complex in. I just want to give people the idea of what a, what a force that we're looking at in the world. And that the opposition is a strong America, a strong freedom-loving country. If we don't restore that, it's all over for us. Well, now, Peter, but also, but also with, within the proposal that this woman sent from the HHS to who uh, for the amendments, there, this is supported not just by the United States. It's supported by 47 countries, the, all of yes. you, the UK, even India, even Australia. So this is not, this is not the U.S. alone. No. This is what, what makes I have a question. Is, is this a treaty that has to be approved by the Senate legally? This is not a treaty. Again, it's amendments. And the claim is that it doesn't have to be approved by the Senate. Amendments to what? To the UN Charter? Yes, it's the UN Charter and the WHO Constitution. <clears throat> and furthermore, the treaties don't have to be approved by the Senate under international law, according to the UN and the WHO. I mean, the treaties well, only require the signature of certain kinds of officials, which are easy to obtain in our government, obviously. Well, wouldn't they, I mean, let's say we, the Congress gets restored in November, wouldn't the Congress have a, a view on that? <laughs> that would most likely be opposite to what, uh, that they don't have to approve any treaty of the United States? I think that's a really great point, and it's one that I've also, you know, going to get to on how we respond. If okay. we win back the Senate, no, I'm glad you bring it up, Todd. Mm -hmm. If you, if we can win back the Senate, the Senate could make an announcement saying uh, we do not approve of of these uh, amendments. They are essentially um, a treaty that gives up our sovereignty, and uh, we won't allow it, and uh, don't do it, and. Um, by then, they may have to, you know, take whatever steps they can. Um, impeachment to mm -hmm. stop uh, uh, Biden from uh, doing this. The impeach other one on the line, impeach the head of the HHS and Mayorkas, all of them. You know, yeah. well, this, you know, this could, this could be interpreted by the globalists as just another, you know, climate change accord agreement. So it's a, pol a policy decision by the administration. But, you know, if, if it does, if it does go through um, at the WHO, it, it really shows the it shows the position of Biden. He's willing to give up the sovereignty. He's willing to turn over the health policy of 330 million people 
to the WHO. That's not eager to, eager to, not eager just to. willing. Mm-hmm. He's doing it. Mm-hmm. And this is consistent with him. First of all, you know, we have got to face it. He's a criminal. He has been heavily involved with making millions and tens of millions of dollars with his family through the Ukraine, through uh, China, through Russia. Um, he is He's a man who has recently told our um, business roundtable, which is our business roundtable is the, the top 200 CEOs and presidents, not not their underlings, the CEOs and presidents are top corporations like, you know, the big banks in New York and Aflac and uh, and McDonald's and everybody else. They've all, uh, that's part of the round table. Um, And he has addressed them and said that the, we are moving toward a new world order, use the exact words to a new world order and he expects the business roundtable to help leading it. He said it outright. Now, that would have been really weird if I didn't do some more digging. And in 2019, or 17, 17 or 19, the business roundtable uh, had meetings with, uh, the, uh, with Klaus Schwab's group at the World Economic Forum, or Davos, and they agreed and then signed a petition with about 195 of their people signing on to a petition to move away from pure capitalism toward stakeholder capitalism. Which is a term that Schwab has used uh, in several of his books. That's true. Peter, meaning, you, you need to center yourself. Meaning the wealthy elite control the... Uh, there you go. Control. Let's see. I'll, I'll look at myself instead of at you. I, I love looking at you guys, but I'll look at myself. <laughs> Maybe I'll keep myself centered that way. Keep yourself centered. Let me see if I can adjust the screen image. But go ahead, Peter. Um, uh, let me think a minute about there's anything uh, really important being left out of this. So I, I really think that what the biggest hope is to put so shame the Biden administration, that Biden withdraws them. I mean, the the man should have the right to withdraw these uh, um, amendments that he's offered. Now, in the past, um, no amendments, as far as I know, um, have been involved with the UN with any of these various treaties for global uh, warming and and so on. Uh, I think, Todd, your, your analogy is correct. But this amendment thing is deeper, and it really does challenge, I think, Uh, I can't imagine some scholar having a basis for saying no, I think is obviously a a treaty making that disrupts the, that has the effect of a massive treaty uh, disruption, supposedly legally binding on U.S. sovereignty. Of course. Now, even greater, if if they get this done, then they will, all the world's nations probably are going to sign on to treaties and the treaties actually say that the World Health Organization becomes the central organizing body for public health. That's how far this is away from um, the uh, pandemic. We got to cleanse our minds. It's so easy to start talking, thinking of pandemics. They have left that behind. This is about the organization of world health. And they have this claim, which by their reasoning is perfectly good, which is, uh, gee, we were stymied in doing everything we needed to do. Um, we, need to, we need to be able to control all of public health so we can get things straight here in the world today. And of course, what that'll mean that 
is that the minute these amendments are signed, U.S. loses sovereignty. I think that people need to grasp that, that on paper, U.S. and all the nations of the world that belong to the U.N., all 193 of them lose sovereignty. I thought it was, I, thought, I think it's interesting, Peter, when I was studying the, the documents, um, the African countries are not on board. Some of the Latin American, South American countries are like Uruguay, which is kind of surprising. Um, but then I, I was thinking also because you have so many of the Western countries that are, su that are supporting the U.S. position. Mm -hmm. I immediately thought, well, I wonder if foreign aid to some of these third world countries would then become a vehicle uh, to coerce them to step forward. I think it's very interesting that, that China is not named, but certainly one can think that they are supporting something like this at WHO. I can't imagine that the WHO would have the ability or the desire to do anything without getting it pre-approved with China. Um, I'm guessing that the Chinese know that they don't have to pay attention to anything anybody tells them to do, but they know the U.S. will be obedient, and that's their big uh, help. And you mentioned uh, Africa, and of course, uh, there are two things that uh, the poor African nations um, have been strangled with. One of them is the World Health Organization, I'm mean, excuse me, the uh, World Bank and the IMF and uh, they make loans to these countries, which they can't possibly repay. The money doesn't even go to the people usually in any way. It goes to the horrible dictatorships that run a lot of these countries. And then these countries are saddled, uh, saddled with huge debts to the uh, the banks of the world. And by the way, even our... And own, also the Chinese, Peter. The, well, Chi the Chinese have been that's all the, over Africa and all over Latin saying. America. That's right. The second thing is the Chinese do exactly the same thing. They, they get all these, they give all these loans and, and material and they send in people and engineers, uh, you know, in huge encampments to work with these countries. And then these countries find out they don't, they, they don't have the infrastructure to, to uh, pay off these loans. They don't have the strength to pay off. And besides, probably huge chunks of it are lost by graft on every possible side. So uh, um, maybe, maybe, the, maybe I don't know, something else is going on with the African nations that we didn't even attempt to, to get them to sign on to these amendments. It might be a lack of trust. I'm hoping of, it's a lack of trust. Yes, because of, of, the, of the history of the vaccination abuse that has been <laughs> happening in and across Africa for decades. Well, you know, it's interesting. We have so much the same take without having you know, gotten into these things about Africa and all. And see, behind all this, folks, the Bill Gates, you know, these are very narcissistic, self-involved human beings. They, they don't have any concern for us at all. Um, and they get an unrealistic idea about who they are because once they, working with China, weaken America, get us down to the level of Canada or, or Australia or will bring us all down even further than that. Uh, once they once they have helped China do this, China isn't going to 
be interested in uh, entertaining Bill Gates anymore. I mean, they've 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 been working with Bill Gates on atomic building atomic energy plants. They've been working with Bill Gates, giving him awards, honorary awards, top honorary awards from uh, universities and all. But once they're in charge. They don't care about what, what I call the global predators. They'll change the nature of the currency if they, they want. They've got a lot of ways to destroy international currency and banking. It'll, it'll be the Chinese empire. That's what we're looking at. Peter, in, in these documents, let's get back to the, the because the, the reason why we're going to do these four shows, you know, uh, in plain sight is to let people know that this this is this is a major reset. Yeah. Um, and the, the World Health Assembly, um, is happening May 22nd to May 28th. Do we know yet what day that this is going to be brought up on the table for a vote in Geneva? No, we, uh, we don't know. And we also even don't know who the uh, selected representatives are from these 193 countries or more that will be there with, I think, two or three representatives. So this is purposely all in the dark so we're really in a disadvantageous situation where the most important thing we can do right now is get the word out, get the word out, and then see whether something can be done to intimidate the Biden administration. But I want people to think about making it a major issue for uh, the congressional elections and the Senate elections that just, you know, these people uh, have a consistent pattern. I want people to stop thinking that Joe Biden's a failure. Um, Joe Biden's done everything that's expected of him. He's left the border wide open. The billionaire uh, cartels down there are happy as heck and working with whoever else they can and, and uh, sending fentanyl across the border from China. That's the major cause, folks, of the deaths of young Americans from these opiates. It has nothing to do with opiate treatment, uh, patients getting opiates. That's the CDC just getting more power. It has to do with letting uh, extremely hazardous forms of fentanyl, the by hundreds of times the most powerful opiate, and, the, and young people get it, and they, they overdose and they die from it. And this is, again, China invading the U.S. with the welcoming of the Biden administration. So uh, uh, let go of the act, idea these are bumbling idiots, all the inflation. That's not a bumbling idiot. Inflation destroys the middle class and the working class. That is not an accident. It has never been an accident. So it shifts wealth upward. This is all about everything that looks accidental is shifting wealth from the poor nations, as we've been discussing, Christine brought up, of the world, Africa being among them, many of the nations there, and then shifting wealth in even the wealthy nations from the lower the working class, the middle class, and really, frankly, up even into the relatively wealthy, uh, it's up to the billionaires. That's why the disparities today between billionaires and the rest of us is huger than ever before. Nothing is accidental. I, I, this general principle is so important. Next time you get angry at Joe Biden because he's done something stupid, ask yourself, does this contribute to the weakening of America as a nation? Does it make us more divided, more helpless, more overwhelmed, more likely to uh, 
to have people in it competing with our labor forces, uh, have people in it who don't know what our constitution is. You know, what is its effect going to be? And then after, is- after you ask yourself that, ask yourself if you're still shopping at Walmart, Amazon, reading the Washington Post, go on Facebook. Uh, ask yourself if you're part of the problem because you're supporting these globalist corporations. Well, I think that's really important, and it is so hard for us, all of us probably, to get out of these institutions. But a part of Reclaiming America, that's the title of my TV show on, on Brady on Top TV is, and on Roku. It's Reclaiming, uh, Refounding America and Reclaiming Ourselves. Reclaiming Ourselves as Freedom-Loving People, Refounding Our Nation. And uh, part of that needs to be alternative um, institutions alternative news sources like your own, alternative banks, alternative schools. We really have to accept that there are two Americas right now, and one of them is dominated by the globalists, and the other is being left out. And uh, America first is a marvelous idea. I, I right? think, let me interrupt right there. I, it, it is a difficult thought process for people, but it's not that hard when you actually do it. You know, download your Facebook account and get off. It's free. Get on Gap. Get on Getter. Get on. There's plenty of alternatives. There's alternatives to Amazon. There's alternatives to everything. You just have to. We have a list on our site called the Freedom or Control List, and we we outline all the corporations that are on board. Like that. Oh, that's marvelous. Um, I'm going to. Um, I'll send you the link. Send me the link. Send us me and Ginger the link, and um, I think that would be very helpful to us and very helpful to mm-hmm. other other people. You know, um, we were out in Ohio this past week um, for for a COVID uh, conference, <clears throat> and Bobby uh, Kennedy was there, and we were talking uh, about, you know, the Supreme Court leak uh, on the the abortion opinion, and I kept on saying the night it happened, something else is happening here that we're not supposed to be seeing, <laughs> and then and then I thought, well, what's happening globally, and now that that we know what's happening. Okay, this month, today is May 8th. This starts on May 22nd. This is a document from the Biden administration in January that was not even, it was not even a public document until April, I think it was April 12th. Yes. And now we have amendments to this document. But just the thrust of this document is extraordinary because it's giving up something that isn't even discussed, voted on. Uh, although John Kerry did say when Joe Biden won, he said that, you know, America didn't, Americans didn't realize that they voted on the Great Reset, but voting for Biden was a vote for the Great Reset. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. It's so important, folks. Uh, these people know what they're doing. Let me give a few more. I haven't given any actual quotes from the um, the regulations. I pointed out that the, they literally drew a line through the requirements Mm-hmm. That uh, that there be collaboration, and um, they uh, they've given complete power to the World Health Organization itself. Real, really, all of this goes to the Director General, as a, like a dictator. It really goes right to him. He can re, he can change and reestablish the early warning criteria for assessing and progressively updating the national regional or global risk posed by an event of unknown causes or sources. So the event can be of unknown causes, unknown sources, and he has uh, 
the he can change the criteria as he goes along for assessing and progressively updating uh, the criteria for declaring a uh, uh, on very vague conditions. So a, he becomes the super. He becomes uh, th that position would become the super Fauci. Yes, that's right. The global yes. Fauci. Uh, who would Definitely. be dictating to somebody in Omaha, Nebraska, and in certain counties, what their health policies are going to be. Can you imagine, can you imagine if people in America woke up and realized that this is in motion and this is what the Biden administration is all about? Because if you, because what we've seen in the last two years uh, are people who have not been politically engaged, who are waking up because of the school board situation, the mandated vaccinations for kids, the mandated masks for kids. And so if they understand that, that this is this is the chessboard, mm -hmm. the month of May, 2022. It's a big move. And if it's they a get big that, move. And, and what's interesting, it's happening the very month where a lot of the primaries are happening. I mean, th th to me, that this was this was no um it, di it didn't lose my mind that the night before the primary started, because May has a ton of primaries this month, and it, and it goes through September across the country. But the, the, the leak happened at the Supreme Court to gin up that vote. Uh, and then silently, this yeah. is happening on the side. Peter, you, you've been in psychiatry you know, for, for decades. What do you call something like this from a psychiatrist's point of view? I think um, I think it's a mistake to go in that direction. For example, um, there's a psychologist out there now who's calling all this some sort of a hypnotic spell on America, where we're all where we're all uh, and all the doctors and everybody are giving in and. Blinding. Oh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's a spell. I don't no. think it's mass hysteria. Yeah, I don't. That good. I hope. I was afraid you were going that. Direction. No, 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 not at all. But I don't, uh, but I, I don't. I don't even want to use psychiatric language. This is a totalitarian, authoritarian takeover, no different in many ways than what Hitler did in Germany, trying to seek a world empire. What Stalin did in Russia, trying to get a, a world empire, and what what Mao did, and is now Xi Jinping's effort to continue building a mass empire. And the Chinese have a long history of having empires that create extraordinarily docile citizens. Um, and they do it, they're doing it today. And this is a phenomena of the human nature ever since we started living in groups. I much prefer the sociology and politics of it. Ever since we have been living in groups, 10,000 years ago, there were people trying to build empires. Within 200 years of the first evidence of our living together, we have walled cities and battles. And, and that me, that's because uh, when human beings do get into this artificial, from our evolutionary history, uh, into these artificial organizations, there's a huge tendency for the most nasty, vicious, controlling, wretched human being available to try to take charge of everybody else. It's like having a, uh, a, a parent on the lowest level, or lower level is child abuse and domestic abuse, all the way up to these kinds of people, much smarter, much more ambitious, 
running the world. And all of these people share certain characteristics. They just don't kill their own families, lose their power. They all have conspiracies inside there going on against them. They're always fighting and murdering other people. They have slaughtered millions and millions. They're the Chinese, probably up to 100 million Chinese slaughtered uh, from the start of Mao until now. And some people say it's only 50 million, not 100 million. Uh, Russia uh, out, and, and Hitler, outside of the war framework, it's outside of killing people in warfare, they, they destroyed tens of millions of people, each of them. So what you have to get used to, folks, is to get, you know open your eyes. Humanity has always tended to become under the control of empires. Pick a time. Feudal empires. Do you want to be a serf? Uh, British Empire, you know, what do you want to be? Roman Empire, pick one. Genghis Khan, who do you want to be under? The only alternative to this ever has been the founding of the United States of America. And that's what we're fighting about. It's a cataclysmic, political, religious, spiritual clash between the only really individually oriented government in the history of the world, which is the United States. The only government that said this is really for the people. This is the people's government. They have the right to make a government and to dissolve a government and to amend a government. And then before the states would agree to it, they had to put in the Bill of Rights, uh, listing all of the powers that, uh, saying that all the powers not listed to the government or can't be imagined by them, as Biden and really every president we've had has done, imagining, no, no, they go to the states. Um, it's about individual freedom and about the states having a balancing power. It's not pure democracy. For those of you who think democracy is the most wonderful thing in the world, it's actually been the source of many dictators, including Hitler. Hitler was a appointed chancellor and then elected so uh, in a democracy, what was originally a democracy? You don't, that's not what works. What works is constitutional restraints and uh, on, on, on groups of people and the removal of a constant, any constitutional restraint of Tedros is, is just uh, murderous. I could, let me, Peter, yeah, we've got a couple of segment, a couple of minutes in, in this segment left. Um, what do you, so we need to get everybody to read these documents to get the significance of it, to get the context. And then there really needs to be a call to action where people need to be, reach out to their, don't you think, to not just to the White House, they need to call their, their senators and their Congress and their representatives yes. and their governors and let them know what the hell is going on in, in terms of the Biden administration, because these are his documents. This is his administration. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me read just a, a, one other section to give you an idea of how the U.S. worded this. Because we have about two minutes thing. left. All right. Well, I'll just give you this for a minute. And here they're talking about um, when can he uh, go ahead and do all these things and, and take all this power. And it's, uh, it, it's based on the if the director, this is a quote, if the director general considers based on an assessment under these regulations, that a potential or actual public health emergency of international concern is occurring. So you look at this and, and it's saying 
that it's entirely up to the director general. All he has to do is consider something if the director general considers. And then it can be a potential public health emergency of international concern. So that that can be based on speculation. I mean, it's, it's set up to be based on speculation. I mean, you have to conclude mm-hmm. it actually set up that way. Yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't define it, it directly. Peter, thank you very much for for bringing this to to our attention and and we're going to we're going to get into the weeds of this and and stay with this through the um the World Health Organization and the, the assembly and see what happens in Geneva and we're going to be having some people in Geneva uh, attending the wow. World Health Organization. Oh, so we're going to have some information coming out from the floor and around Geneva. And I very much appreciate um, that you, that you you know you caught this. Uh, I think I think it's extraordinary because we're in the middle of watching Biden give up the sovereign sovereignty of America and turn it over to the WHO and, and with the globalist team. Extraordinary. And that makes sense because Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Gates recently did a TED talk and he said that that the um, he wanted to raise a billion dollars annually because the COVID costs, according to his his notes with the IMF, 14 trillion dollars as if this is over. It's not over. They're just they're building it back and they're building it, you know, in a different in a different way. Yeah. And these globalists, uh, we describe pretty much all of them that are involved in this. in COVID-19 and the global predators. Uh, we should mm-hmm. really just name, rename Let me hold the this book, book up the global again. predators. <laughs> yeah, it is. You've explained it all. And it is an extraordinary book that you and Ginger put together. Peter, we'll see you uh, a week from today. Thank you again. And we'll get more reporting on this as this turns out. And I, I thank you on behalf of everybody in America who's alive and caring for what you're doing. Thank you for doing it.